yesterday's lesson uh, we had done till uh, line 65 chapter 43 niryana sainar continued we will do from line 66 onwards so says going beyond the gross state baba merged into the unmanifest even there he remained self absorbed and always alert to his devotees the form that throbbed with the divine life force is firmly imprinted on the hearts of the devotees can that body be said to be dead such words the mind refuses to accept as this sigh without a beginning and an end will be alive even to the end of the world and never be caught up in the birth death calamity did nyaneshwar maharaj really die he gave darshan once again after 3 centuries eknath maharaj actually met him and the world remains indebted to him now sant nyaneshwar was 14th century 14th century means 7 centuries ago nearly 6 to 7 centuries ago and uh, 300 years later when eknath maharaj was there at that time eknath maharaj had a darshan of him incidentally i was also privy to that darshan so i met uh, both ukaram as well as nyaneshwar both i saw them debating with each other so it was a wonderful scene out there and you will wonder whether that is true or it is false because you, you have to tap yourself 10 times to see ah is it true <laughs> so it is like that as that gracious eknath maharaj was the bright flame in python so was tukaram maharaj in dehu and narsimha saraswati in alandi in parli it was Sam- samartha ramdas in akkalkot akkalkot maharaj in humnabad it is prabhu manik and so was this sai in shirdi now the last name that is the prabhu manik manik prabhu as he is called was also one of the avatars of datatre okay akkalkot maharaj is also supposed to be the avatar of datatre samartha ramdas happened during the, uh, the later times narsimha saraswati is also an avatar of datatre such was this champion of causes as the faith in each one's heart so is his experience even today he whose power is thus proved by actual experience how can he be in a state of death such was this champion of the cause of the devotees who though he abandoned his mortal coil in shirdi prevailed the whole animate and inanimate creation in this spirit and has the power to incarnate at will do not entertain such doubts that now that samarth has merged into the brahma what is left in shirdi Kosri Sai is beyond death. Saints manifest themselves for the good of others and without the help of the womb. They are highly meritorious souls who are Brahma incarnate. To this altar, the state of birth and death never come. The mission fulfilled, they become one with their real self and merge in the unmanifest. Again, you will find here uh, the mention is that the altars, that is these kind of sages or saints that are there, they take up bodies, they take up forms. and these manifest they are actually what happens is uh, there may be a certain body available body means a, a human being which is available to them they can manifest in that body also so you will find that most of the sages they pick up certain bodies which are very very relevant to them and that is the reason why you will find that the birth of sai baba has never been mentioned anywhere he just said that he appeared one fine day in shirdi uh, in in one of my satsangs i had given you an indication of how he seems to have appeared over there 
and his baba contained only in his body for just 3 and a half cubits it is not right to say that he is of a particular color or form the power of one who has acquired the eight siddhis like anima garima etc is not increased or decreased by the coming and going of people for the perpetual grandeur is of his own such is his fame see every sage has this siddhis with them the siddhis are eight in form that is anima garima laghima and so on and so forth these these kind of these are called the major eight siddhis and then there are the minor ones also they are much more in number it is like becoming small anima basically you it's like a atomic atomic form you can create an atomic form and become very huge that is possible now you may wonder whether this is actually possible it is provided you have faith you will find that they can take any form that they feel like that is also there so the sole purpose of the birth of such mahatmas is the will of the people and that which arises into being has also continuity in the being and succession the saint was always ready to guide the people but the condition around them are full of misconceptions about the birth and the death and the permanent state of oneness with the spirit is to the people like happiness experienced in a dream see in most of the time you will find that their birth and their death is a big question mark you will find that most of the sages you will wonder ki oh where was this when was this sage born we don't even know when did he come again many a times you will find that tukaram maharaj and kabir and everybody is all mixed around here and there uh, there is a story of uh, kabir at that time kabir was welcoming the entire sage mandali from western india he had come to meet them in the central india now in that particular episode it is mentioned that tukaram maharaj was also there namdev was also there so many names were mentioned now all these sages are coming from different 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 age groups i mean somebody must be born in 14th century somebody in 15th somebody is 18th god knows so all these kind of things were there and how could they appear at the time of kabir kabir is a recent sage isn't it he is from the 17th or 18th century 18th century rather so you will wonder ki how is that possible of course it is possible for us we can we cannot even think of this kind of thing but they can do this all right so even otherwise he who is a mine of knowledge and was always self absorbed to him the nurturing of the body or his fall is the same and so baba's lifeless body fell crushing them all under a mountain of sorrow laments and wails arose everywhere in shirdi vehement and wild as they heard the news of baba's nidhyan it was as though an arrow had pierced through them through and through the daily routine was interrupted in utter confusion people scattered everywhere as the inauspicious news got around it was like a thunderbolt to all the thoughtful sat silent others gave vent to loud lamentations their throats choked with overwhelming love and from the eyes streamed tears of sorrow as in distress they uttered shiva shiva hari chaos reigned supreme in every household accompanied by scenes of uproar with their hearts beating fast people ran quickly maharaj had passed away the villagers felt it was like a peril threatening their own lives oh god how terrible is this moment how heartrending they exclaimed one and all they started running to the mosque so that its sabha mandap was packed totally seeing the heartrending situation there throats choked with grief gone gone is the splendor of shirdi all its happiness its good fortune is forever lost 
The eyes of all, of all filled with tears and courage failed them. How glorious was that mosque, which was reckoned one among the Saptapuris, and to which Baba always referred more resolutely as Dwarka Mai. Be it Nirjan, Nirvan, or Nidhan, all by the way are same names. That means the person who is passing away. Dwarka Mai is the place of Sayujya Mukti. Sayujya. It's a very easy form of liberation. It's a liberation which comes about very, very easily, very facile for all. And he who meditates on God ceaselessly finds a place there. It is mentioned that if you go to certain some of these places which are very, very rare in this world, you can get this kind of a liberation on an instant. So that is the reason why we visit such kind of places. Now you will find that there is a place in India which is visited by Indians quite a lot. That is the Banaras. Okay. Now they have these ghats over there. Why do people go to that place to die? It's because it is mentioned in the in the Puran that a person who dies in these particular places gets mukti. Okay. And uh, there is one instance which is there in Ram Krishna Paramahansa's book. It is mentioned that Ram Krishna Paramahansa, when he had gone over there, he was standing on Manikarnika Ghat. At that time, he saw that Shivji himself came to every dead body that was lying over there and spoke to them in the ear. Now, Ram Krishna Paramahansa could see that. For us mortals, like us human beings, we cannot see these kind of things. But there, that is actually the truth. So that is the reason why it is mentioned that you can get mukti at such type of places. One of these places which is mentioned is this Dwarka Mai. That is why Sai Baba was talking about it. <coughs> so, be it Nirvan, Nirvan, or Nidan, Dwarka Mai is the place of Sayuj Mukti for all. And he who meditates on God ceaselessly finds a place there. Such was this Guru Raj Sai Raya, the compassionate father and the mother of the devotee and the place of repose. He is remembered always. Shirdi was desolate without Baba. All the ten directions seemed forlorn. Shirdi was like the body from which life had departed. And as the water in the pond dries up, the fish toss and turn in extreme distress. So the people of Shirdi wilted with sorrow. A lake without a lotus, a home without a sun, a temple without a lamb, so were the surroundings of the mosque vacant. As a household without its master or a city without a king, or a treasury without money, so was Shirdi reduced to a forest without Baba. As the mother to a child, or the water from the cloud to the chapter, so also was Baba's love to the people of Shirdi and to all his devotees. Shirdi became lusterless, as if dead, piteous and sorrowful. As a fish without water, so the people tossed and turned in agony. Life with a wife, like a wife who abandons her husband, or a mother, her infant, as a child, as a calf of a cow that has lost his way, so were they all both old and young. To the people of Shirdi, the grief became uncontrollable as they ran helter-skelter in all the four directions, scattering in lanes and by lanes. Because of Sai and Sai alone, the Shirdi had sanctity, and because of him, Shirdi had a character of its own. It is because of Sai alone that it became a shelter for all. Some cried out loudly. Some rolled on the ground in their grief. Others fainted. All were stricken with sorrow. 
As tears of sorrow rolled down their eyes, men and women were in great distress. They were incapable of touching either food or water. Their face has become piteous. When the villagers saw Baba in that state, their grief reached the point of culmination. All the devotees, young and old, were filled with great disquietude. Where there was one sweet, fascinating tales, where there was joy in various ways, where it was not possible to gain entry quickly, that same mosque today looks like a wilderness. The constant prosperity and sanctity that was in Shirdi earlier was entirely due to Baba. And hence the villagers were naturally filled with regrets. O Saina, the root of all happiness and joy incarnate, that you are, you took on a body for the cause of the devotees and having fulfilled your mission, alas you cast off that body in that Shirdi. Bewildered that we were, you so nicely instructed and guided us for our own good day and night throughout the eight watches and without weariness. But all that advice and instruction was wasted as water poured on the upturned vessel, not a drop of it had remained. At every step you would tell us that when you speak slightingly to someone, I instantly feel the pain. But we never heeded your words. That is when you say some bad things about some person. At that time the sage gets hurt, that is what he is trying to say, slightingly means you talk bad or ill against any other person. Never having heard, listened to your beneficial advice, we are really your great offenders. Is that why you made us atone for that sin in disobedience to your command in this manner? Because he is gone, that is the reason why they are asking him. Is it because of this that you have gone away? Baba, is this the full measure of all our sins? But what is the use of repenting now? All that suffering for it must be endured willingly. And is that why you grew tired of us and have gone beyond the curtain? Oh, how could death strike us such a hard blow? You seem to have become weary of dining with our heads till your throat parched and are showing complete dis- disinterest in what you said. Being thus offended by with us, you forget, you forgot all your earlier love for us, or maybe our association from previous birth has come to an end today. Or perhaps the milk of your divine love has dried up. Had it not known that you would go away so quickly, we would have been so much better. At least the people would have remained more alert from the start. You always rule good people those who go away, isn't you? At that time, at that point in time, you always think, why didn't I think about this? Why didn't I do this with that person? It's always like that. We always have regrets about people. We always feel that, you know, I should have done this, I should have said this, I should have done that. There is no point. So that is the reason why we have to be in the here and the now. If you are meeting somebody, meet that person with that same kind of enthusiasm that you may have if the person may not be there at that point in time, how you, how much you would be bothered about that person. So now think about it. It's the same thing, isn't it? We have to be very, very present in that particular moment. So never bother about, is my, is my audio breaking? No, no, is it breaking? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what is happening. The net is supposed to be giving some problems. My apologies, let me see. Okay. Being thus offended with us, you forgot all your earlier love for us. Or maybe our association from previous birth has come to an end today. Or perhaps the milk of your divine love has dried up. Had it been known that you would go away so quickly, it would have been so much better. 
at least the people would have remained more alert from the start. But we are all indolent, filled with sloth and languor. We sat idle, with the result we got cheated in the end. Our being there and not being there was all the same. We became disloyal to the Guru and did nothing in time. Had we even sat, it would have been something, but we did not even do that. See, this is what happens every now and then. That you know, you always rue that particular day. I think I should have done this, I think I should have done that. Why? For what reason? Can you not do those things right there in time when you have been instructed to do? Why do you have to keep on waiting till God out? It's not the right thing to do. Never, did, never, you know, do something like, you know, I will do it tomorrow, day after tomorrow and all that. No, that tomorrow is never going to come in your life again. How do you know that that person is going to be alive the next day? So always do those things which are required to be done right there on the spot. Don't procrastinate. Procrastination can lead you towards downfall. And if it is Guru's instructions that you have to do a certain thing, you better do it at that point in time. Don't keep on saying tomorrow, day after tomorrow and all that. It's not proper. We would travel long distance to go to Shirdi, only to engage in the idle empty talk, totally forgetting that we are at a holy place. We would behave even there just as we pleased. Again, when a person goes to a holy place, they behave as if they please. You will find that most of the holy places in India today, they are filled with all these liquor bars and all this. You know that? It's one of the worst things that has ever happened. There are all kinds of places which have, which have literally turned into a tourist spot rather than a religious place. And that should not be the case. I mean, I, I still remember the time when I had gone to Tiranamalai. Uh, okay? And the ashram was being used for such horrible purposes. It was terrible to see such kind of things happening at such places. It is not right. It's not right at all. So, there was a devotee of different types, some jnanis, some egoistic, some simple and faithful, while some others inquisitive. But looking to the real self, Baba treated them all as the same. For to differentiate between more or less, he knew not. He only saw God and nothing else in the world. Such being his outlook, he did not consider himself as separate or different. The devotees themselves are God and the Guru is not different from them either. It is when they both forget the true self that both consider each other as being separate. In fact, we ourselves are God, but when the true self is forgotten, it forms the main characteristic of that separateness and this itself is the fault. That is the very important line. It's when everything is one, one is Brahma, then we will consider ourselves as Brahma. That is the, that is the reason why the Mahavakya says Aham Brahmasmi. Everything is one, everything is God alone. But the moment our individualistic ego comes into the picture, no, I am so, I am so, you are finished. You have separated yourself out from this. It's as if you are like a, a pariah, you know, you have gone out of that system. That is where the problem happens. The sovereign dreams that he is begging from arms, from door to door. But when he wakes up in reality, he sees himself in the same position as before. Whatever one is doing in the waking state ceases to be as one enters the dreaming state. But the real awakening comes with one's own experience of merging totally into the Brahma and his creation. This is called realization. Baba dearly loved all those who sought refuge at his feet. Whether jnani or ignorant, to him they were nearer than even his own self and he made not the slightest difference between them. 
he was god in human form and although he had given them personal experience of this the devotees were completely taken up by his tender affection for him for them to some he gave wealth to some children a happy family life etc but they were deluded by all these and thus lost the chance of attaining knowledge so everybody goes over there if you remember that song from that uh, you know three uh, brothers were there okay the last song that is there uh, if i remember shirdi wale sai baba you remember that song they are all asking for some bhik or the other you know somebody is asking for somebody's life somebody is asking for well bachcha kaccha this that everybody is like a bhikari over there what is the reason why you are supposed to go there you have to get the spiritual knowledge not all these nonsense it is like uh, you stand in the queue you know wo langar laga hai wahan pe khane ke liye jao chalo it's like that no what have you come there for the food that is there the most important food over there is called knowledge you should always go for seeking knowledge and not this kind of other nonsenses i mean uh, you are you are, you are worse than a beggar there then if you are going for that kind of a thing the knowledge is free remember this knowledge always comes free are you willing to come with that aspiration that i want only knowledge if you are coming with all these material worldly things you know i want money i want job i want bachcha i want kaccha i want wife so no use so that is what he is saying over here hmm where were we when he sometimes laughed and joked with someone that person would swell with pride that he alone enjoyed baba's unique love which baba never displayed towards others this is <laughs> this is a very funny situation just imagine that i am looking at samrat who is sitting over here and i am talking to samrat imagine i am just looking at you and giving the satsang over here samrat will feel mighty pleased oh he was talking to me he was giving me a satsang the other people who are there oh he is not even looking at me <laughs> so this is a this is a misconception there is nothing like that okay it doesn't mean that somebody comes and sits if you remember that story you know of namdev namdev used to eat food with vitoba <laughs> and the rest of the sages had never even seen vitoba okay people like gora kumar or people like uh, you know uh, if you remember the story again you find that tukaram was sitting in that group and tukaram has never met vitoba in his life and namdev was always you know i eat food with the god you cannot tell me that i am not realized he he thought of himself because he could see god and eat food with god so he is a realized being and the rest of them were idiots so they said no 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 tumhara matka kaccha hai they knocked on his head tak 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 oh it's all kaccha So he goes to ask Vidoba, and he tells him, "What is this nonsense? These people are talking. I eat with you. I talk to you. Doesn't it mean that you, I am the realized being?" And Vidoba looks at him and says, "No, sir. You are not realized. You haven't met your master." <coughs> so what it means is the realization is nothing to do with meeting God. Also, I was one day I was uh, I was sitting in Goa, okay, and uh, and I was the person asked me, "What is it that?" was happening in this world so i was just talking to that gentleman saying that this is what it is this is what it is and so on and so forth so he is looking at me and telling me i am a realized person 
I said, I'm very happy to meet a realized person in my life. So he said, I am a realized person. Do you know that God comes and talks to me? I said, I didn't know that. Which which God comes? Then he told me about this. Uh, in Goa, they have these local gods, you know. Okay, uh, like we came up with that Bhutanath and all that, if you remember. Alright, so he had met this great God one day. So he says, you know, he comes and he met me and he blessed me and all that. Have you ever done anything like that in your life? I said, no sir, even in my dream, no God can come. <laughs> no entry over there. So I said, but I am very happy to meet a person who has met God. Meeting God doesn't mean realization. No. Meeting God means illusion. It's creating an illusion in front of your eyes. It's illusion. It's a wispy-like thing. Like a ghost. You meet a ghost tomorrow, you'll say, I have become realized because I saw a ghost. Doesn't mean that. Can you say that? You see a ghost, no, he'll come in front of you. I say, yeah, ghost and God all live in the same domain, maybe. You know, one upstairs, one downstairs. One first floor and one ground floor. So you met the ground floor ghost and you'll think, oh, I got realization. Nothing like that is there. Realization has nothing to do with meeting a god or a ghost. Nothing. So Namdev used to be proud of this. Exactly the way how people are proud. Oh, he's talking to me. That means he's, I am his favorite. Nothing like that. You will find that some of the most uh, you know, devoted people, they will come in the satsang and they will be fast asleep over there. So at that point in time, you will say, this fellow only comes for the satsang to come to come and go to sleep over here. What kind of uh, devotee is He's useless fellow? No, but you don't understand. It's not the body that we are talking to. <laughs> we are talking to the inner being. And that is the most important thing. The inner being doesn't require a body was. The inner being doesn't require a body. You can be sitting in the Himalayas or you may be in Russia for all I care. It does not matter. So understand this is the truth. So that is the reason why he says some people think like that. <clears throat> so if we laugh and jokes, then a person feels very, very, very much, oh, Baba is like this. Even when he vied with each other, thus regarding his favors, which Baba never even dreamt of, in vain were we cheated out of our own will and forgot our duty. There was one very funny situation. I still remember a time when I, I was sitting uh, in one of the satsangs of one great Babaji's of all times. Okay, I can't name him, so don't ask me. <laughs> so at that time, he just said, you know, um, can you get me one chair? In that group, there must have been 150 or 200 people. Okay, I don't know how many were there. You know, at least 20 people got at once and they all went running for one chair and 20 chairs were on the dais. And he said, give me one chair. <laughs> Everybody wants to be there in the front. Everybody wants to be, I want to do this, I want to do that. For what? Because if he, if he notices me, you know, then his grace will be on me. Okay, there one more Babaji I had gone to meet. And this, this guy was there with me and he's saying, you know, Tum mila kya Swami ji se? Main bola, nahi mila abhi tak. Then he's asking me, milna to chahiye. You should go and meet him. You know, it's very, very important. If you are coming here, you should meet the Swami ji. I told him, sir, it's important for him to meet me. If he wants to come and meet me, he will come and meet me. So he is looking at me, he's such an egoistic fellow. What does you think of yourself? I said, see, it's like that, you know, he has to come and meet me, then I will be very happy. 
because I don't go to the temples. Temples have to come to me. He started giving me stares, you know, like, is this fellow mad or what? I told him, no, I am not mad. You just see. And then what happened was, there was a very funny scene over there, okay? <laughs> this person is walking along and he suddenly stops in front of me and he comes and he wishes me and he walks away from there. This guy who is standing next to me, Tum Baba Ji ko paichante ho kya? I said, no, I don't know him. He knows me. <laughs> See, like we, we, we know, you know, Rahul Gandhi and we know Modi. But does Modi know you? No. So I, <laughs> when I spoke like this to him, the fellow next to me is, is going mad. He's looking at me and he's thinking, What's up? I said, No. So it is nothing to do with that. It was, a, it was just a fun and a rip tickling comedy over there happening. Okay. So. <laughs> so. <clears throat> So, but when he spoke to someone angrily, then he, they said, Baba does not like him and the respect only for us, which he does not give to others. When the sage gets angry with you, what do you think? He's getting angry with you because he hates you? On the contrary, he loves you the most. That is why he's getting angry with you. You should know this. Do you know, if the child is not behaving properly, what does the mother do? Give one tight slap, attack. You think the mother hates the child, is it? That's why she has given him one tight slap? No! It's because the child is the most beloved. This is more loving to the mother. And the mother doesn't want the child to make those mistakes or the things that are going wrong in the world. She wants them to come on the path. That is why that thing is done. So if Baba was shouting at somebody, please note that he was doing it out of the immense love that he had for that person. Not because he hated that person. You should never consider it like that. You only love a person, so you will stop the person from doing something wrong. Okay? See, we can give our children to the other Okay, suppose you have your child, you can pull his ear and say, don't do like this. And somebody else's child is there, try to pull his ear, that parent will come and beat you up. Isn't it? <laughs> this is what will happen. So here what happens is, we can only correct our own child. That is the reason why it is mentioned that he used to do that. But even as we vied with each other thus, regarding his favour, which Baba never ever dreamt of, in vain that we were cheated out of our wheel and forgot our duty. When by our great good fortune, the very Parabrahma stood at our bedside in the human form, we forgot his real mission and grew fond of the jesting and the joking instead. So there is always a real mission. Always remember this. The sages, the saints, the gods, whenever they take an avatar, they have come for some very, very important reason. What is that reason? That they only will be able to tell. So you should follow them and find out what is the reason for their birth or taking of that body. <coughs> when by our great fortune, the very Parabrahma stood at our bedside in the human form, we forgot his real mission and grew fond of jesting and joking instead. As soon as we arrived, we would take Baba's darshan, offering him fruit and flowers. But when he asked for Dakshina, we would falter and would not stay there any longer. Imagine you are going in front of Baba and Baba says, Hey, give me 21 rupees. You know, and then he will go and he will say, Samrat, you give me 51 rupees. 
and then you will say okay you give me 100 rupees so by the time the again the major comes back over here this fellow has cascaded he disappeared from there from the crowd why because he is asked for 21 rupees and people are like that they think you know they should not attend that because if they follow he keeps on asking for money so i should not go is not like the nirmal babas of today okay so then you know don't get into <laughs> there is there is no costing so baba used to ask like this you talk to us about things that were beneficial for us but on seeing our mean petty attitude me things you became sad and quickly went away to your eternal abode but now can these eyes ever see you again in the wonderful self absorbed state gone indeed as that is that uh, <coughs> gone indeed is that joy incarnate lost to us forever having disappeared from our several birth alas from our terrible karma we have lost our dearest friend sai so near at hand that he has been a selfless compassionate one like him has today become a stranger to us it's not all good to harass anyone it makes me ill but we never heeded his words of baba and went on quarreling just as we pleased so now you have to know this line very important line no so whether it is sandorkar or abdul mia or everybody everybody is at each other's throat it's a very common thing okay because the what they forget is their everything is to be pointed inwards towards the lord not towards external you see if you see look at the wheel no the wheel spokes are all pointing inwards okay otherwise what will happen if one of them was pointing outwards yeah everything is going to fall down isn't it so you should never point outwards never look around you if somebody is doing something it's not important that what that other person is doing what is it that you are doing that is more important to that divine being not to what other fellow is doing acha dekho kitna peda laya usne 2 kilo leke aaya aur mere paas to kali 50 gram hai ab zyada maska maarne ka sochta hai ओके उसको करोड़ रुपया मांगता है हमको खाली ये ना हजार रुपया मांगता है इसके लिए आपने छोटा लाया नो देर इज नॉट इम्पोर्टेंट यू शूड नेवर थिंक अबाउट दैट सो इट्स नॉट गुड टू हैरेस एनीवन इट मेक्स मील बट वी नेवर हीडेड दिस वर्ड्स ऑफ बाबा एंड वेंट ऑन क्वारलिंग जस्ट एज वी प्लीज वी ट्रेबल द डिवोटीज एंड द नॉन डिवोटीज टू एंड इन द बागेन वी हैव लॉस्ट साइनाथ हाउ वी रिग्रेटेड नाउ एज वी रिमेंबर इज वर्ड्स Maharaj had told the devotees that I will manifest myself among the people as a child of eight years. Those are the words of a saint, and no one should regard them as futile. Sri Vishnu had said, done the same when he took the altar as Sri Krishna. See, I told you, no. What is important over here? You have to understand that they take up the that particular body. Body is panchada. You know, pan, uh, the five elements in the nature. it all comes together so what these divine beings do they pick up that body they take that body so here also is the same thing so sri sri vishnu had done the same when he took the avatar as sri krishna the radiant nature old figure of krishna with weapons in four hands had appeared before mother devaki in the prison there the purpose was to ease the burden of sinners on this earth here it is to uplift the poor meek devotees so why should we entertain doubts in our mind for the leelas of saints are inconceivable and in this resolution of our birth no indeed it is a close association of the devotees for 72 generations so baba said in the course of conversation but the devotees felt sure in their minds that tying the bonds of the love in this way baba had just gone on a journey and will come back again 
Many are actual darshan, though to most he appeared in a vision. Quite a few were secretly given supernatural experiences. To those without faith, he was invisible. To the faithful devotees, he appeared wherever they may be. As their natural inclination, so is their actual experience. In the Chaudi, his presence is invisible. In the mosque, it is in the form of Brahma. In the Samadhi Mandir, it is in the state of Samadhi. While elsewhere, it is a joy incarnate. But at present, the devotee should keep a firm faith in their heart that there is no impediment to the presence of Sai Samar and he dwells there forever, forever without destruction. The gods go to their own abodes, but the saints attain the Brahma here itself. They know no going or coming as they are merged in the eternal bliss. The gods go to their own domain. They have come from, say, Vaikuntalok. So you will find that Vishnu will go back to his place. Okay? But the sages and the saints, they all get dissolved in the Brahma. They are not there available outside. So what happens is, the next birth that they take, it's like, say, for example, uh, there are these Saptarishis. Now, Saptarishis are supposed to be eternal. But when they leave the body, that particular essence of that Saptarishi dissolves into the eternal. But that essence is still lingering around. So takes another body, takes another body, takes another body. That particular thing which they have taken up becomes liberated. It is like this. Uh, you know, just like uh, when, when you take a soft drink, the soft drink comes in the form of what? As a concentrate, isn't it? So, the Saptarishis or the other rishis are the concentrates. Alright? What happens? They take a partial form. Partial means a small form. Okay? Partial form is always there. So they take a small form and they take come over there. When that small form is gone, what happens? The big concentrate is still there, isn't it? The concentrate doesn't change. No, that particular body doesn't have any karma left. That is the reason why the body becomes pure. It's a purity that is there which comes about. And that, that is the reason why when we go to the sages, uh, you know, all these covers and all that, you know, wherever they have, samadhi, mandirs, you get uh, darshan of the saint also and that body becomes revered. It becomes a very, very charged type of a particle. Charged. It becomes highly charged. And when you go over there, you also get a little bit of a charge from there, isn't it? Hence, going respectfully, I make this one humble request to all, one and young alike, to which pleases, please listen with reverence. May we always have the company of those who enjoy an excellent reputation and feel a selfless love towards the Guru. May we cherish a keen desire to describe the virtues of our Guru and thus nurture a pure loving devotion towards Him. May we develop from Him a lasting devotion and may the bond of our friendship never be snapped, so that the devotees enjoy peace and happiness day and night at the Guru's feet. And so, later, Baba's disciples and all the people of the village began to consider as to what should be befittingly done of the body. Srimanta Bhutti was a very devout soul, who, as if as a memorial to the future event, had already built a very most spacious, beautiful vada. Then for the next 36 hours, they debated as to where the corpse should be placed, though that which was destined to happen came to pass in the end. Anything that is destined to happen is anyway going to come about that way only. We cannot have any change in the destiny. Please understand this. One said, the Hindus should not be allowed even to touch the cause. Let us take it ceremoniously to the Mohammedan cemetery. Another said, that the cause should be kept in the open. Let us build a beautiful tomb where it should remain forever. 
even Kushal Chand and Amir Shankar thought the same but let the body rest in the wada for Baba's words. Patil Ramchandra was however very resolute. He was also one of the village officers and Baba loving, Baba's loving devotee. He said to the villagers, Whatever may be your thought, they are not acceptable to us at all. Sai should not be kept even for a moment outside the wada or anywhere else. The Hindus according to their religion and the Muslims according to theirs debated the whole night as to what should be proper and what not. Here in the house as Lakshmanna, Lakshmananna lay asleep in the early morning of the early hours of the morning, Baba appeared in his dream and holding his hand said, Come, come, get up quickly. Bapu Sahib will not come today, for he thinks I am dead. So at least you perform my early morning puja and arti. Getting at once, Getting up at once, Lakshman Anna arrived at the appropriate time, carrying puja articles. As was his daily practice, thus presenting himself for performing the puja. This is exactly what happened when uh, Ramakrishna Paramahansa died. After Ramakrishna Paramahansa died, they took the urn containing the asthis of Ramakrishna Ji. And uh, Sivananda, he took it with him to this particular place in Calcutta. And every day he would get up early in the morning and do the morning prayers, then the afternoon prayers, then the evening prayers and then the night prayers. Everything was done very very religiously. And till today the same prayers are performed in across the world wherever their ashrams are. You will find that the same puja is done, similar kind of puja is done always. So Lakshmananna is doing that same kind of puja which was done on every single day. Whether the person is there or not. But that is the most important thing. Whether Sai Baba is there or not, that kind of puja has to be performed on a daily basis. So, come, come, get up quickly. Bapu Sahib will not come today, for he thinks I am dead. So, at least you perform my early morning puja and aarti. Getting up at once, Lakshmanarna arrived at the appropriate time, carrying puja articles, as was his daily practice, thus presenting himself for performing the puja. He was the Gram Joshi of Shirdi and maternal uncle of Madhavan who performed Baba's puja every day in the morning. Mama was scrupulously exact in the discharge of all religious enjoined acts and words. After taking a bath in the morning and putting on clean washed clothes, he would take Baba's darshan. He would then wash Baba's feet, apply sandalwood paste and consecrated rice, offer tulsi leaves, flowers etc. and after waving lights, burning incense and offering naivetya, he would offer Dakshina in the end. Then prostrating in obeisance with prayers, he would take Baba's blessings and thereafter offer prasad and apply sandalwood paste to the foreheads of all. He would then go away. Then he would go to offer puja to Ganesh, Sanidev, Shankar, Maruti, who was the son of Anjani. Thus this Gram Joshi performed the puja of all the village deities every day. Now very lovingly he offered puja with all proper rites all to that corpse. Mama was already a devout soul and to add to it, he had a vision, so he came with the ingredients of the Kakad Aarti. Kakad Aarti is the Aarti which is performed right in the morning. So even if you go today to Shirdi, you can see that Aarti. And if you don't if you don't have that wherewithal to go to Shirdi, you can go to YouTube. <laughs> and you can see the Kakad Aarti just now also. You don't have to wait till the morning. So <laughs> after we finish this website, you can say Kakad Aarti in Shirdi. And you can see the entire Aarti being performed over there. Okay. <laughs> Right. So this uh, Arti had dawn in hand and prostrated before it in obeisance. Removing the covering of the face, he gazed at it affectionately. Then washing the feet and hands and giving him Achman, that is water for sitting, like that. He performed all the rituals of Puja. 
the maulavi and other muslims objected to his touching the body but without paying attention to them mama applied the sandalwood paste and performed the entire puja the cause was that of sai samar his chosen deity not even in the dream would mama ever think whether it was a corpse of a hindu or a muslim when the most revered form was alive so grand was the puja ceremony and even when the same had become a corpse the puja ceremony would not become a mere formality moreover seeing baba in this state mama was already filled with grief and had come to perform the puja for the last time as his darshan would no longer be possible anymore his eyes filled with tears and he would not even bear to look at him the hands and the legs trembled and his mind became sad and dejected however opening his tightly fisted closed fist mama put in it pan and dakshina and covered up the corpse as before mama then went away later on babu sahib jo performed the noon aarti of sai in the mosque as usual along with others and now the description of what happened after this will be given in the next chapter how the funeral rites according to the hindu religion were performed on baba's body is a very special place now the breaking of the favorite brick is companion of many years foretold by the inauspicious event of this niryan how it would have been a great calamity had what happened now had happened 32 years ago when he went into nirvikalpa samadhi how at that time the devotee mahasapati guarded baba day and night and how when everybody had given up hope baba revived quite unexpectedly such a yogacharya who practiced celibacy till death and was the greatest among the gnanis who can describe his glory he whose greatness is such let us bow to him with good thoughts and feelings this poor hemar surrenders to him with a single minded devotion will be to all here ends the 43rd chapter of sri sai samarth satchari called the niryan of sri sai nar continued as inspired by the saints and the virtues and the composed by the devotee hemar pan so we have ended chapter 43 over here